0: I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Looking for a way to support The Dinner Party Show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an
1: Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation.
0: I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show.
2: Hello, I am Brian Fuller, creator of NBC's Hannibal, and you
0: are listening to The Dinner Party Show with Eric Joaquin and Christopher Rice.
1: I went to a
0: marvelous party. Most people don't even know the facts. They go with their gut the only thing their gut cares about is money.
1: Christopher? This is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
0: Fine, you first, Eric. Live!
1: Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw-Quinn, and you're listening to the live cast of The Dinner Party Show for May 3rd, 2015.
0: And tonight, we will not be celebrating the serial abuser of women who beat the shit out of a raging homophobe last night in front of an audience of millions. Some of whom paid $300,000 for the privilege to watch up close. Sorry, I missed that. We get it. Who expects boxers to be good people? Uh Clearly not their wives and girlfriends, (laughs) we hope. And after all, this is America in the 21st century, where we only give paydays in excess of $150 million to people who have just destroyed something, like a CGI Manhattan or our actual financial system or a woman's face. God bless America. Well. We should just go home after that one. (laughs) I think we... Yes. Uh, Okay. um, Shake a, it off a, as Taylor would. Shake it off like Taylor Swift.
1: On a, on a somber note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what is the the one from that, the Ice movie? The gross. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Yeah, let it yeah, go, right. Listen, eventually, eventually
0: mm, yeah. I'll let it go. All right. It's over. Like, what do you not want to talk they're about? Both,
1: they're both over, so I think we're probably done with them now. Yeah, like they're too f- old to really do that again. 150 million and over. Yeah. yeah, yeah and exactly. why would they want
0: to with all that money? Okay, so. What else are we not talking about, Eric you know, Shock On when? a
1: more somber note, unless we are discussing the brand branch of physics that studies the properties <laughs> and behavior of light we will not be using the word optics mm. we most certainly will be not using the term optics when we mean view perception appearance or simply photograph photo op or camera angle mm. the recent tragic events and horrific images of unrest Violence and rioting from around the country this week and in the past few months are indicative of social issues resulting directly and indirectly from our growing income disparity and the naive and facile view that the Civil War was fought to resolve and settled— The issue of racial inequality in this country, but none of these stories, however important they are journalistically, contribute to the study of the physical properties of light, Mm. despite what you may have heard on every cable news and print outlet covering these troubling stories and egregiously misusing the word optics to do so. We encourage the lazy and increasingly illiterate news media to join us at The Dinner Party Show in using what we believe to be the most powerful tool ever designed by man— the English language, and let's start by not using the word
0: optics
1: unless we are discussing the recent twenty-fifth anniversary of the Hubble
0: Telescope. And speaking as somebody who used the word optics on the phone with you this past <laughs> Thursday, which I, will I take don't that remember. item close to heart, well, I felt guilty about it once I did. As it, long so as you feel bad, it's really all that's I ask. really all that Eric asks is that you feel bad. Also, not being discussed on <laughs> tonight's Irish show. Way. <laughs> <laughs> also, not being discussed on tonight's show. Tallywhacker.
1: Wait a minute. I, I- I love talking about Tallywhackers.
0: <laughs> Not this bunch of Tallywhackers. No? It refers to a restaurant and a bar to be in the Dallas area, which is billing itself as the male counterpart to Hooters. And that's a bad thing. Well, allegedly, after enjoying a meal at the real Hooters, the founder of Tallywhackers, which hasn't opened yet, wondered, possibly aloud, why isn't there a restaurant for the opposite demographic? I know, right? Whatever. Since Dallas can be a fairly conservative place, we're pretty sure here at the dinner party show that this will just be a... Ele- oh, oh, excuse Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just getting word in that Tallywhackers is scheduled to open in a gay neighborhood and will oh. welcome any and all customers. Oh, that's really excellent. In a now developing story, we will be talking about Tallywhackers tonight and on every future episode of The Dinner Party Show. In fact, we will be doing every future episode of The Dinner Party Show from here on out live from Tallywhackers. Sorry, Brandon. Aren't you going to Texas? Like in it's the not open tour- yet. Oh. It's not. It's a restaurant
1: <laughs> no, to be. So you haven't tricked me, and there, there really no, is. No, i You really yes, are I'm, going to romantic I'm, no, times. I'm, I'm going to you're finalize just, our contract you're not just with tallywhackers. Hoping to to <laughs> find some romantic times. Okay, all right. Uh, also, we we really we don't have anything to say about the the new Apple Watch, which apparently sort of became available this week. <laughs> We also don't really know what to think or say about the pro forma attendant coverage and enthusiasm. It just looks like an ugly watch to us. A really ugly watch. We have iPhones, which, incidentally, the watch is apparently useless without. So maybe if you want a big, ugly watch that works, you might want to wait until Ugly Watch 6 comes out (laughs) or... If you can't wait and you can get you can get uh, one of the ugly watches that Microsoft and Google uh, already sell. So it's not even a new thing. Okay, also in other non-news, there are 2,000 babies born every day in the UK including yesterday. So congratulations to Will and Kate and the other 3,998 new parents in Great Britain. But that's really all we have to say about it. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show.
2: You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come.
0: Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm
2: Eric Shaw Quinn.
0: And we are oh so excited about our guests on tonight's show. Oh, my God.
1: And about the impending premiere of the Wayward Pine series yes. that they're
0: here to talk about. Yes. it is. It, the series premieres on Thursday, May 14th. Um, also known as next
1: Thursday next
0: Thursday we had a a we have disagreements about that now and then on the show I get confused about what's this Uh Thursday and what's next Thursday I think America frankly gets confused about this issue the pilot of the of the series which explains a lot the pilot of the series um, was available briefly for a preview on Amazon streaming and on Fox.com and a lot of people watched it but it's no longer available including me because I've been fucking dying to see it I
1: missed it and because i it was a time sensitive choice, yeah, I, but actually, yeah. I have to say, I'm really glad that I waited because it would just be a longer wait till episode two. If yes. I had seen it, then I right. would just have to wait longer to see the second episode. And. I'm not sure I could stand that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The original uh, trilogy of novels, which Blake Crouch will discuss later in the in the show, uh, were published a few years ago, and they were published by Amazon Publishing, which is which, currently publisher of some of my books. If we didn't say
1: earlier when we got completely sidetracked about talking about Wayward Pines, our guests tonight are, are Blake Crouch, the author of Wayward Pines, yes. and Chad Hodge, our dear friend and the executive producer and showrunner, absolutely. who's working with Blake to bring us the
0: television series. Yeah. Wayward Pines. And Blake also worked on the show. He wrote the three novels that the series was based on, and he also wrote some of the episodes of the show alongside Chad. Very excited that they're
1: here. Always glad to see Chad. Great to meet Blake and. And the Wayward Pines It's going to be very oh my exciting. Oh I can't wait.
0: It's going to be very exciting. But in other news, in dinner party show news, we have started a new thing that we don't have a name for, which is why I'm calling it a new thing. Well, that's really a great marketing campaign. It's time for the new thing. A brand new thing. Okay. Everything's a song cue today. Everything's a song cue because I got a lot of travel coming up that I'm excited about, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the fact that if you leave us, if you're a fan of our show and you feel remotely inclined to leave us a review on iTunes, because all of our shows are available as free podcasts on iTunes, we will read the most cleverest line from your review that we can find. And tonight's line from a new iTunes review was posted by a gentleman who goes by the name... We think it might be a gentleman. We think it could be a woman who likes to be called Big Hung Shooter. I hope this isn't anyone related to me. (laughs) The line goes as follows. Christopher sounds like a butch Dominic Dunn. So he's a cultured big hung shooter.
1: I guess so. You think Dominic is the, the, the arbiter of culture I I, and culturization?
0: I don't actually remember how Dominic Dunn sounds. I've I read his column many times in Vanity Fair, but I don't remember. I, I can't recall the sound of his voice offhand, so... Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that, that that's our winner for this week. Thank you, Bing Huck, Big Hung Shooter, for that review. Right. And we're also still working on that mailing list. If we hit
1: 3,000 on the mailing list, we're going to send out a batch of cookies. We'll have a drawing of all of the people on the mailing list. So you yes. go to the dinnerpartyshow.com and sign up for our meeting don't list. Don't
0: forget that they're a batch. Of, I really hope you don't forget because you have to make the cookies. They're a batch of your famous homemade shortbread cookies. Which ordinarily which are, you'd
1: have to be a guest on the show to get.
0: <clears throat> guest or a friend of Eric Shaw Quinn's because I'd be filling up on these cookies all the time. Yeah,
1: they're the ho- official house cookies at my house if you come by for tea. Or if you're a guest on the show, you get these cookies, or if you're the lucky winner of the drawing. Right. So, so, if you haven't signed up for the uh, mailing list, do, and you, if you help contribute getting us up to the next level... The
0: next level.
1: Then we will um, have a drawing of all of the people who are on the mailing list. Everybody and somebody wins. Somebody will win a badge of... Well, Actually, just the one person. I'm only making the one
0: bet. Well, everybody gets it put up. Everybody is eligible to win. Everybody has a chance to win. Exactly. You can't win if
1: you don't play.
0: There's. You said you had some kind of surprise for me. Oh yes. No, this is a quiz. Okay. I thought this was.
1: I saw this and I thought it was sort of uh, dinner party show related. Um, apparently a rant that I uh, went on this week got reposted, and uh, I saw Shea Butters had posted um some thoughts that I had on the departure. Well, you'll see. Okay. Um, Okay, guess who said this, whose, whose quote this is? It would not be, on, be beyond the realm of possibility that somewhere outside of our own universe lies another, different universe, and in that universe, Zane is still in one direction. <laughs> who do you think said that?
0: <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> it's, I'm going to say it's not Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's not. Okay. Um, Stephen Hawking, it
1: is okay. Stephen Hawking's actually Look said that. that. I thought, wow, Stephen Hawking's knows that Zane was in One Direction to begin with, let alone that he left. Stephen
0: Hawking has a wonderful team of writers. I know some of them, they're lovely. They live in uh, Hancock Park, they're great. <laughs> some of the best comedy writers in town, right? For Stephen Hawking, I was
1: like, good for Stephen. Wow, yeah, way absolutely. to stay current and also make it cosmological.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that was my quiz. It's a one question quiz, and the answer is Stephen Hawking. I yeah, and
1: you be... don't win anything either. I don't so I think win you anything. can, you know, throw a big fit.
0: <laughs> Stop around and slam the door. In the realm of uh, really boring, stupid, trivial stories that humanize us, as your loud host here on The Dinner Party Show, we have a tea maker that we're crazy about because we both drink a shit oh my ton of tea. God, love our tea and maker. And there is a button on it that says, keep warm. And someone, I won't say who, always forgets but to his hit- his
1: initials are Christopher Wright.
0: <laughs> I don't want to point any fingers, he says, as he lifts his elbow in my direction. <laughs> if I don't hit that keep warm button, I'm going to get fired off my own radio show.
1: Because bro. what it means is, Christopher gets hot cups of tea because <laughs> I hit the button, and then when he doesn't hit the button, then I don't. So the person who actually hits the button, me, <laughs> doesn't get warm tea. <laughs> I'm just saying. Does that seem fair to you?
0: And that was the exchange that rocketed our podcast to the top of the iTunes right? charts That's so fascinating. I wouldn't all have brought tented. it up. I, well, I well, like the idea of me getting fired off my own radio show for you're something just, having to do with a
1: teammate. You were just excited about going to Dallas for the romantic times I am times very convention. excited. I'm going and to Atlanta. Right? Yes, I'm going, going to Atlanta to pick up your
0: Bram's your richly deserved knock on wood. Um, wood. We did the we did the the
1: fortune pen.
0: Okay, what is this, this is like an eight ball only it's we, a pen we did
1: it it was uh, we posted it on the the facebook page a couple of weeks back my sister gave it to me for my birthday right and it's uh yeah and we without a doubt was the uh, we'll post that too we'll give that to shay was the the, the the prediction of the pen when Absolutely. we asked about and you know the pen is mightier than I don't know the voting panel
0: the voting panel it's the entire membership of the horror writers of America well
1: it was a great book I really well, loved it do. and I really think you deserve it and so yeah Christopher's all excited about leaving and so he kind of has departed early he's been and singing and Eric dancing Eric is the...
0: all excited about me leaving because nobody so will excited. eat his fucking cookies and he can watch British crime dramas without being ridiculed I by really, me I really am going to devote much of my time
1: to um Writing, watching British crime, Cross-
0: and also outlining my
1: next, uh, well, murder cool. mystery novel. We're Excellent. working on getting the one that I've already written, published and the mm-hmm. next in the series. I'm going to try and get written in the next couple of months. And this is my window of opportunity to get the outline. When I'm right gone,
0: when I'm gone. Well, yeah, a, yeah. The,
1: show is put together for the next couple yeah, of weeks and so absolutely. we've got really exciting stuff coming up uh, yeah we've the got interviews a, with um, uh,
0: lexi blake and julie kenner two of the most successful best-selling erotic romance authors in the country if not the world uh will be here next sunday is that this sunday or next sunday next sunday that's next sunday this is this sunday, okay, this is this sunday. Anyway, we're having it right now absolutely and then after that we will have a special encore presentation of our interview with armistead maupin with who wrote, created new tales new in the city from us and yes. that'll yes. have some new content with us But in the meantime, we're going to welcome later in the show Chad Hodge and Blake Crouch, the creators of Fox TV's Wayward Pines. But before that, I think we have a little visit from something we call audiobook
2: bestsellers here at the Dinner Party Show. All right then. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter.
1: Now in keeping with the dinner party show's commitment to celebrating literacy and the written word, we bring you an exclusive excerpt from one of this week's best-selling audiobook titles, the fantasy epic Jorgon Rising, The Tardakian Prophecy, Book 17 in the Urethromyosin Cycle, started by the late beloved master of fantasy, D.N.R. Chokold. This latest installment in his award-winning Perpetual series was authored by an eclectic gathering of Comic-Con attendees who consumed nothing but Red Bull for three days in a row.
0: Jorgon Tardakin, son of Urgid Ah, withdrew his steel sword from its scabbard lined in Garushian fur and hacked deliberately at the tangles of Elder Scroolian Vine, which obscured his soon-to-be expansive view of the third northeastern quadrant's border of the glittering kingdom of Sergit Traditium. He was a fat and jolly Vidya, descended proudly from a long line of beloved jopolines, who spent most of their harsh winters enjoying strong drink and great heaping platters of dadly Upanadasnag. Had it not been for the sudden illumination of the seventeenth preserved runestone of the golden maple's frozen trunk, he would never have left his homeland of Beautiful, pristine lakes and gentle diddly wappicons, but in his family honor was all, and so he had set out on an interminable journey, which would take him at least seven more two-thousand-page novels to complete. His only accompaniment since the end of the last novel had been the wisps of clouds high above the treetops and the ever-sinking yet circuitous path of the third convulsing moon of Darwall. He rifled through his idly-skinned satchel in search of the 17th preserved runestone of the golden maple's frozen trunk. This time, when his fingers closed around the stone in question, the trees about him were animated by a sudden strange magic, their leaves and branches reshaping into characters sure to provide welcome exposition and hopefully a glossary of sorts. And even though no tree had done anything of the kind on any page of the previous 17 novels in this series... Jorgen Tardakian was sure that the fans of his incessant adventures were sure to pretend as if this scene made utter sense, going so far as to comb through his exploits for little scraps of information, which could, after enough weed, be interpreted as substantial foreshadowing of this highly convenient turn of events. Speak to me, suddenly animated trees, Jorgen called to the forest, arms thrown out, the light of the Darwals' convulsing third moon filtering down through the dancing branches onto the runestone he clutched in one fist, which... If you haven't been paying attention, is the 17th preserved runestone of the Golden Maple's frozen trunk? But don't worry, we'll remind you of this dozens of times in the next ten chapters it will take for Jorgon to reach the glittering kingdom that only appears to be a half-day's walk away.
2: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn Bringing you interviews with some of the hottest celebrities Who made the mistake of taking Christopher and Eric's call I'm
0: Christopher Rice And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn This Sunday, May 10th, we're joined by not one But two of the biggest names in erotic romance
1: As the Romantic Times Convention kicks off in Dallas, Texas We'll be joined by New York Times best-selling novelists Lexi Blake and Julie Kenner
0: They'll be here to talk about how they write steamy stories that sell That's this Sunday, May 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com.
2: The Dinner Party Show, a new live cast, begins airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com or through our free mobile app. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where all of our shows are available for free anytime you want to listen.
1: crazy?
2: Yes, yes
1: I am. Coming this spring to USA, the network that crossed the line on quirky detectives so long ago we can't even see it from here or remember exactly when it was we crossed it, comes a new detective show that frankly even we think is a bit much.
0: You are insane!
1: You say that like it's a bad thing. She's a paranoid schizophrenic. What do you mean I'm taking it too personally? No, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. (coughs) Would you like something to drink? No, thanks. He's so OCD, he gets on Tony Shalhoub's nerves.
0: Okay, first we'll talk to the widow. No, 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 no. First we should alphabetize these files on the case. Nah, strike that. We should catalog the evidence. Nah, I better wash my hands. That's it. First we should sanitize the doorknob so I can go wash my hands before we decide what to do first. He's a compulsive liar. I regret to have to inform you that your husband has been murdered.
1: What? Oh god no! Who would do this?
0: Do what?
1: Murder my husband.
0: Your husband has been murdered? You just told me he'd been murdered. No I didn't.
1: She's a sexual compulsive. I know it would make you feel better.
0: What are you doing?
1: Grief counseling.
0: With your hand down my blouse? You're in
1: shock. Your husband was just murdered. I did not say that. Don't touch me, your hands are filthy. Did someone say filthy? I did. Stop accusing me of things I don't remember doing. No, I don't. If I say that again, I'll kill you. Coffee, anyone? At the USA Network, our slogan is characters welcome, but maybe we should consider locking that door. For now, don't miss our latest Twitch Fest, Personality Disorder Detective Agency. Coming this spring to USA. How hot is that coffee? Don't touch me! Only six episodes left until the spring season finale. And coming in June, the summer season premiere of Personality Disorder Detective Agency on the USA Network. Characters welcome. Coming next fall, stories.
2: You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish!
0: Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Wright. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And we could not be more excited about our guests tonight. (laughs) Absolutely. Together, writer Chad Hodge and novelist Blake Crouch are responsible for bringing one of the most talked about television series of this season to the screen. It's called Wayward Pines. Can't wait. It premieres Thursday, May 14th at 9 p.m. So don't call the house because I won't answer. Absolutely no. I'm sure you won't be using your DVR for this at all. You don't have any. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll have
1: to go back, but that doesn't mean I will be answering the phone starting at nine o'clock on Absolutely. Thursday the fourteenth. well, phone ringing is Fox. a big
0: part of Wayward Pines. So. Is it? Yes, yes, it is. Now, always answer the phone so if that it rings. Freak me out. Let me set this interview up for people. Okay, here's the situation that we're in. I have read all three books. When B- Blake, when you sent me a complimentary copy of the third book, I literally stopped everything to finish reading the book. Okay. Eric has not read any of the books. Because
1: once I found out about them, I found out from Chad that he was doing the television series, so I didn't want to spoil the show. And so. Right. Nobody can spoil this for me.
3: So, so that's good. We have one person who knows what's happening and one person who doesn't.
0: Exactly. So Which there are, is kind of the way it always is around here. That's, <laughs> it's, kind of, and it's usually cast in just as well. But it's a trade-off. Like, sometimes I forget to do things and sometimes he forgets to do things. So it's about working together to make the dinner party show happen. Anyway, the show we're talking about tonight <laughs> is Wayward Pines. So this... I want to ask both of you, how hard is it to go out on the road and promote something without spoiling the super duper twist that happens,
4: I'm hearing, only five episodes in? It's very hard yeah, because every time you walk into a room and start talking to press, you know that some of them know and some of them don't. It's just very difficult to talk about this story without mentioning this huge reveal because it turns Everything on its head right. halfway through the series, right? And right.
0: It, it's a halfway through thing, as opposed to a you have to wait until the very end, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. it's
4: kind of a new kind of storytelling
3: in a way. When it was, um, you know, it's based on the three books. The right. whole season covers the territory of all three books. Okay, so and, and, it, and the whole season is ten episodes. The whole season's ten so episodes. It, it's complete. It's it an event series. It's a beginning, middle, end. Yes. And I really felt when looking at, okay, when do I want to reveal the truth, which comes at the end of the first of the three books? okay? so technically, if that's spread over 10 episodes, that would be the end of the third episode or so, Um, which if I had sort of strictly adapted the books, that's when the truth would have come out. And I thought it should be delayed a little further than that, but not till the end, because, you know. Um, many shows have done that and done it really, really well. Shows like um, Lost and, and things like that, that. That, but it was a kind of a storytelling. I feel like that's a little bit. We've seen that, been there, done yeah. that. Waiting for a season or six seasons to figure out what's what's wrong with it Wayward makes me Pines. a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think it's good or bad. It's just you know, let's do something a little different. Right. So, and yeah. not to
4: overhype it for you, Eric, since you don't know what the reveal is. <laughs> right? But yeah. I mean, when this reveal comes, it's so groundbreaking in terms of the story and the character like suddenly you look at the town through a completely different prism you look at okay. all the characters different yeah okay. Bruce Willis is yeah, yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally dead that dead it's yes. literally that good if not better right wait. and it's one of
3: those I mean you know Chris you should you should say whether you think this is true or not but it's one of those things that once you find it out you just want to see more like okay now yes. what the you know can I say that you can? Yeah. yeah say now, yeah. what the fuck can we is, is going to happen? And now, what the fuck does this look like? And now, how do we behave? And and it's so universal and human what the truth of this town is, and it applies to everybody. And yes, it's, it's because crazy.
0: a good twist deepens what you've already been doing, yes. as opposed to cheapens it or throws mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. or makes it seem like a trick. It deepens mm-hmm. what you've already been seeing.
1: Now, how did you get turned onto this as to make it into a series in mm-hmm. the first place? How did that?
3: The I, uh, I came about. upon the book a couple months before it was published. And this was May 2012. 12. Right. Uh, and uh, a producer named Donald DeLine brought, uh, brought me the book and said, Hey, you know, he, he and I had been trying to look for a way to get into TV together for a while. He brought me the book. I read the book. It was in galley form. This is, again, before it was published. And I read it in a day and a half and completely flipped out.
1: And this is just it. the first This, of this is the theory. first book, right. Uh-huh.
3: Completely flipped out, loved it, uh, and picked up the phone and called Donald. And I said, I have to – I just have to do this. I have to do this and I don't want to pitch it. So you've never met
1: before?
4: Blake and I? Yeah. No. No, we never met. Yeah, no. We were talking to a lot of producers because before the book came out, we said, let's go ahead and, and try to sell this. And we always thought it was going to be a, tev- a, a, televiz- a television show, not a feature film. Uh-huh. I was going to ask you that. Did you ever yeah. think it should be a feature, Blake? Never. 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 Okay. It just felt like it needed that breathing space. I um, think
1: that's, a, yeah, take your time to tell a story if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah,
4: totally. And, you know, TV is so fun these days. Yeah. So we were having a lot of conversations with a lot of producers, and Donald DeLine was smart enough to get Chad on the phone with me. And we just had a fantastic phone call. Um and I just came out of that phone call thinking, wow, this guy totally gets the tone of this story and he's going to write a killer script. So it was it. Thank you. And it was um, just
1: the three of you wrote the whole thing, right? You and Stephen and – the two of you and Stephen wrote the whole series or – Who's Stephen? Stephen Levitin. He, he wrote an episode. Oh. He wrote
3: an episode. Yeah, and then eventually there were some other writers that came on too. Okay. Um, but uh, when I, when I finished reading that book and knew that I had to do it, you know, usually in television – you know, some of your listeners probably know this already, but you pitch a show. Um, right. You go out and you pitch an idea for a show to to networks and studios, right. and uh, you know, here's an idea, and then they pay you or they buy it if they buy it, and then then you go write the script, right? And I thought I'm not. I don't want to do this with this project because it's so mysterious and so confusing on purpose. And uh, if I go pitch this show, and they probably hear a screwed up small town pitch every week, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is this may or may not. Work in the way that I wanted to. Uh, I said I knew from reading that book exactly what I thought the first episode should be. Right. I said I just want to write this on spec right now. Yeah. I said Donald, you don't have to give me any money. I just I'm just going to write this in the next four weeks. It would take me less time probably to write this pilot than it would to put a pitch together and run around town pitching it to everybody. Right. So I said if I can make pe- pe- people feel. About the script, the way Blake's book made me feel, then I think this is going to work, mm-hmm. right? And so I wrote the script, and I have never had more fun writing anything. And uh, <laughs> in four weeks, and uh, after that phone call with Blake, uh, where I had a few questions, and then um, and then that was it. And then we, you know, went out with the script. We uh, then went out to directors and attached M Night Shyamalan to direct it, and then we went out with the script to all
0: the networks. To sell
1: it. Now, did you know how the trilogy was, had you all talked and you'd explained how the trilogy was going to play right, out? Right, because or... there
4: was no second book at this point. I didn't even know there was really going to be a second book. I wrote Pines thinking this is just a standalone and, oh wow, you know, wow, we'll just leave it with this big reveal and let yeah. people chew on that and I'll go write something else. And it just became obvious that summer when I started talking to Chad and as I started thinking that, wait. This is just like the prelude to this much bigger story. So a lot of our conversations early on were things like, well, how exactly does this town work without spoiling it for you? Right. And I mean, I was basically trying to figure out book two as Chad was starting to figure out what this show was. Mm -hmm. So the show was being developed at the same time the second novel in the series was being written.
0: And my other question for you is how comfortable did you feel turning over the pilot script to Chad? I mean, you just sort of said, "Okay, go. Go do it. Do whatever you need to yeah, do. Who's this guy?
3: I know. Yeah. Who's he, this he just created I a mean, I playboy Chad club from the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, like it's great. But <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, it was the phone call. Uh, I just felt like he had the right perspective, and I had talked to many, many producers yeah. up to this point.
1: Sometimes it's the people, the other people that you've talked to that convince you that the, the first guy was the right guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we've had some of that experience with interviewing people as well for, mm-hmm. to yeah. work here, not on the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we felt that way about
1: Jackie Collins. Yeah. <laughs> <She didn't really laughs> you game. suck! Get yeah. out! No, we did not feel that. should have hired Melissa. Yeah.
4: yeah, totally. But the pilot script, when he sent it in and I read it, and I'd read other things of mine that had been developed and, and had been adapted, but... I mean nothing at this level i was like wow, wow holy shit this is a really good story so it was i mean a I, match, yeah, yeah uh, it was a total match
0: so then Excellent. m knight Shyamalan mm-hmm. comes along and i i'm hearing from inside sources that if you know him personally you call him knight
3: that's correct knight, yeah yes. it was very hard to get used to that at first and then now it's just that's how, what name. you call him yeah exactly. not
4: nighty but it, no, no. Right. it was very yeah. strange in yeah. london this week everyone was Everyone kept calling him M. Knight. Right. And it's like, no. Yeah. 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 He's Knight. Okay. That's the risk you run when you put an
1: initial in your name like that. (laughs) What are we supposed to say? It clings
0: to that first name like a piece of lint you
1: can't get right. I
0: didn't put it there. (laughs) Right. Just saying. Right. You don't want people to use it, don't bring it up. Yep. So, um, coming from a background in a family where a lot of bad film adaptations <laughs> were made, let's just put it that way. Um, there can be some anxiety when a filmmaker of his stature comes on your project because you think, is my book going to become an M. Night Shyamalan project in a way that takes it away from the source material? Because he's got a kind of an established vision and right. an established brand. Was there a bit of nervousness there when he came on
4: board? Honestly, I didn't have any because yeah. I kind of subscribed to the Elmore Leonard mantra which is the books are the books and the tv show or the film is the show yeah. and you know no matter what was to happen it's going to have a huge visibility suddenly if right. we got this thing made yeah and if it was great wonderful if it wasn't the books are untouched the books are still right there i think that's a very healthy yeah, way I've to always look at been it.
1: astonished by margaret mitchell who after writing gone with the wind which at the time was like second only to the Bible or something, right, book sales. And when it was the movie sales, she was like, yeah, no, I don't want anything to do with it. Just go do with it, whatever you want. And I just, I as a writer, I just thought, really? Wow, yeah. that's ballsy, babe. I'm yeah. impressed. Like, I'm not sure if I could really completely detach that much from something that's that. No, but no, but no, we you should... were so involved. Like, well, you It really was so were. interesting
3: because, you know, in the very beginning – usually the relationship between a, a novelist and then the person adapting their work is sort of, you know, icy at, at, yes. at worst and yes. sort of just non-existent oh, yeah. at best. It's like, well, you like know, a you don't really you
0: have to prepare them for all the sacrifices. Right. Or a- a- right. like, oh, oh God, that... he's
3: going to hate that I cut this or that yeah, I added this or right. that I changed this. And, um, and there was definitely some things that were changed, but, um, you know, I stayed pretty faithful to the books and, uh, you know, it, it 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 but Blake was so willing to go there with those things that were changed and, and to see it as a different thing. And we got along so well. And you know, now we're we're the best of friends and have worked on other things together and stuff. So it it just became this thing that I never expected, this lovely friendship all Yeah, also. You, guys had a, totally, yeah totally.
0: you guys had a very high profile sale uh not so long ago of a another TV property based on one of your books, Blake called Abandon. That's is that right. correct? And that's, that's, that's right. sold to Amblin, which is Steven Spielberg's company. Right. Okay, yeah. don't talk about the twist in that one either. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> have you read Abandoned? I have not, but it's on my list. Oh, it's so good. That's yeah. one of two it's Blake great. Crouch books I haven't read. I've yeah, read most exactly. of the other ones. I will say, Blake, you wrote the most disturbing, terrifying short story slash novella I have ever read, which is called Perfect Little Mountain Oh, thank you. Yeah, literally... So terrifying. It's called what? Perfect Little Mountain Town. Perfect Little Town. Perfect Little Town. <laughs> Perfect Little Town. I added the mountain. I like the is mountain. Mount- there is, it is, is a mountain. mountain in it, to yeah. be fair. The, the musical will be called Perfect Little Mountain <laughs> Town. So I have a because painting of the mountain in the background. You can see how it would be more rhythmic. Yeah. be better in the opening
4: number. What a fucked up musical would that be? It would be yeah. the, the most fucked up musical I would pay ever. to see that. I, I
1: would do. love for them to start making fucked up musicals. I actually, <laughs> I actually talked with a, a, a writer, a composer, about trying to make a musical out of bad education. Uh, Remember that? Yes. I think that would be an amazing. musical. That would be a really musical. good. It would be a great musical. Yeah, I would love to do
0: that. I still would like to do
1: it. So yeah, I'm I, would, I yeah. would say the composers out up- there.
0: of Perfect Little Town is in a different sort of league from Bad Education. Yeah. I Actually, think Bad <laughs> Education would be a good
4: adaptation. Well, isn't, <laughs> isn't Perfect
3: Little Town Blake sort of a precursor to Wayward Pines? In a way, it was like yes, a, yeah. totally. Yeah, it was me
4: playing around with the idea of a town that is secluded and. One road in and out, and some bad things happen to people who yeah. get stranded there. Yeah, absolutely. It's much more horror, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Much more horror.
0: Abandon is what? Is it more horror? Is it in the vein of Wayward Pines? Or how is it unspooling for television?
4: It's a big, sprawling thriller that also has horror aspects, but historical as well. It's mm-hmm. half of it is set in 1893, half of it is set in the present, and it's about this remote mining town that vanished on Christmas day in 1893 mm-hmm. and it's the mystery of what happened to that town in the past and it also follows a group in the present who goes to try to find out where do these people go mm-hmm. I love that it's yeah. really cool it's, a- cool. it's aliens yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. ruin it for it's you it's aliens <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn, Damn it. it. And musical aliens. So we'll
1: have all of these books posted on oh, the Dinner yes. Party Show. Absolutely. But maybe you shouldn't read at least Wayward Pines until after next Thursday Yeah. Um, at 9 o'clock. And you might yeah. even want to wait until the series because it's going to be – it's how many episodes?
3: It's 10 episodes.
1: 10 episodes. So it's it won't be episodes. too long to wait. But you can go ahead and buy it. And if you buy it through the Dinner Party Show, it not only benefits us, but it also benefits our wonderful guest.
0: Absolutely. Blake yeah. Crouch. I have another question for Blake. I have a lot of questions for Mike, and we're not through yet. The horror label, what do you think of it? I know novelists angst over it. You know, Horror movies have a market as long as they're sort of the Jason Blum, kind of low micro-budget, three people trapped inside a house right now. But that era of sort of big, gloriously cheesy 80s and 70s horror movies is sort of over. Um, How do you feel that's trickled over to novels? Because I deal with this as well.
4: I definitely don't think of myself as a horror novelist. I think that... My suspense and the way that I write narrative, especially in the really intense scenes, I think that's where the horror bleeds in. Like, I'm not afraid to go to some really dark places in terms of where my characters go psychologically and even what physically happens to them. right. Uh, but I would probably steer back from a straight up horror label, um, yeah, because I don't I, I think I'm more of just a suspense novelist, uh, yeah, mixed with sci-fi, but I don't like to broadcast the sci-fi part because, well the
3: thing about your sci fi aspects and it's what drew me to Wayward Pines and, and also Abandon is you're set up to think, what's going on? What is Wayward Pines? What's this town? Or what what happened to the you know, the town of Abandon and and your 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 twists and your reveals without revealing too much, always are very <laughs> grounded in reality. Thank there's you. not there's no mm-hmm. magic involved. Right. You know, right. which yeah. is you know, and was it's this amazing. a departure
1: for you? This is a different,
3: a different, yeah. uh, I mean, I've always sort of tried a dad. lot of different things, but the reason I was really attracted to this was because it, 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 you come in through the point of view of this character, Ethan Burke, and it's very, you know, the way Blake writes is that he really pulls you in through this. this is the Matt Dillon, in Matt Dillon's character, right. yeah, exactly. Um, and if I knew. If I maybe knew where it went, I'd be like, "Oh, maybe that's something that some other writer should do," you know. To, but th- be- but because you come at it from a totally character point of view in a, to- a really grounded yeah. way, yeah. once you get there, it's like, "Oh, you realize this is much bigger." But I'm in. It really you know, does it's, change it's really the for way anyone that you like feel I mean, about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Christopher
1: writes that way, where it's really mm-hmm. more about like, the characters, yeah. even though the circumstances are yeah. supernatural or horrific. Yeah. yeah, you come in through the characters, and then you can relate.
3: I mean, and I think that's the key. To, you know, a lot of people ask me what you just asked me. You know, oh, you did something like the Playboy Club and, and Wayward Pines. Right? I mean, what you know? What? How do you make sense of all this? I mean, to me, everything—the consistent thing in all my writing—is is coming at it from character, and then whatever situation you put them in. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter as long as you come at it from character. So it's all the same cake, whether you're uh, writing a musical or uh, a thriller or uh, a soap. It's, you know, as long as you're coming at it from character, those story elements are built like, yeah. you know, that cake is the same and it's the icing that's different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know? It's very hard. Whether it's blood or um, an 11 o'clock number. Yeah. yeah exactly. you know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Getting back to the musical trend. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I,
0: I, it's, it's also very hard. I think in publishing we're asked to do this more than in other media, to pitch an idea that doesn't yet have that character in the middle of it. Like, particularly in, if you're working in paranormal or sci fi crossover or horror, you tend to pitch your monster first and then people are like well what about the heroine and you're like i haven't gotten to her yet but but uh i think if you're pitching a tv show you have to have that character like front and center like because that's the hook for all the audience whereas book people are a little more maybe too loose about that up front and then you get deep into the idea and you're like who the fuck are these people <laughs> <laughs> Got all these, bugs these I hate vines. when that happens yeah. you know like all that good stuff so <laughs> um so you went off and were all the episodes shot at once
3: yeah. Well, yes. Well, we we did we did the <laughs>
0: on the same day, <laughs> all, the same, all at the same it was time. A fucking nightmare. Nobody. Did. We no, did I'm all episode ten
3: episodes in the same week. No, um, <laughs> on it, the
1: same set, at ten the same days. time. It yeah. was like uh, what was that? Uh, they shot them on iPhone. The iPhones. Tom Stoppard play, the, uh, Arcadia. Arcadia, yeah, where the Arcadia it's all of TV everything tunes. took place at once. Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: we shot the, the 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 first episode. So Knight directed the first. Knight directed the first episode, Very and hip. then we took what? Very hip. Very hip. Then we took the six. Uh, it took a six week break that we planned because you want to look at okay what's working what's not working do we have you know is, are, are all the actors working or all the is the story working is the tone working and then we shot two through ten after
0: that so it's interesting usually you ha- on a long a series that is planned to run for multiple seasons you have those sort of breaks where you do the fine tuning but you even did that on a season that was planned just to be 10 episodes. Yeah. A series, uh, I should say. How nice
1: to have the, the luxury to it, do it. It, it,
0: it, was, it. was very luxurious. We
3: also needed some more time to build some sets and things like that. But, you know, the advantage of a, of a pilot and, and, and being able to take a look at that is is to go, oh, we actually, you know, we need to pace this up a little bit more. Or, we, you know, that character isn't necessarily coming off the right way. I'm not talking specifically about Wayward Pines, just anything. Really. Right. But, you know, you, you, you get a chance to look at it and say, oh, let's tweak this and fix that or recast that part or, you know. Yeah and you know it's, it's luxurious yeah totally so yeah,
0: Blake what was this, this like for you blade. because you were on set for part of it you were involved you go from writing alone you used to write in a coffee shop which I still I, do sometimes you still do write god I don't know how you do that I, I you would <laughs> just start talking <laughs> to everyone the problem with it is this you reach a point where you have to go to the bathroom and it's like do I pick up all my stuff and take it into the bathroom with me Right. or do I trust the people I would always do this thing of like will you watch my stuff and they're like sure and I, I would go to the, be in the bathroom and be like I don't know who who the fuck yeah. that person is. Isn't there a Curb
3: Your Enthusiasm episode is about this? There's a laptop? Yeah, absolutely. it's so funny. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. We're going to take a short break for some promos, but when we come back, we're going to ask Blake what it was like to work in rooms full of screaming fighting people, which is what I always imagine most of uh, television is. Because that's the way they always portray it on television. Absolutely. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the TheDinnerPartyShow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Each month, we'll recommend
1: a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them, too.
0: You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at TheDinnerPartyShow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site.
4: And
1: remember, if you use any of the buy links on TheDinnerPartyShow.com, a percentage of your purchase
2: will help support the operation of the show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day.
0: Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Our guests this evening are writers Chad Hodge and Blake Crouch. They're responsible for the amazing and much-hyped new series Wayward Pines, which premieres on Thursday, May 14th at 9 p.m. This is being called a... On Fox, yes, thank you. On FX
4: or on on Fox? On Fox. There's
1: so many channels now. You have to be specific. I walk down and see billboards on Sunset, and it's like... What is that? <laughs> I don't even know what the that is. Channel. It's going to appear on, yeah. and I think, I don't even know what that is. So, yeah, yeah Fox. This will be this findable. Will be on Fox. You'll be able to locate this easily next Thursday. So no, Fox or Thursday, Fox now May or Hulu.
0: 14th at 9 p.m.,
1: which that's is actually next two, Thursday. No, it is two Thursdays. No, right now. that's this Thursday. We have this fight all the time. The Thursday of the week that I'm in is this Thursday, and the Thursday of the following week is next Thursday. Okay,
0: we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's <laughs> the 14th at 9. <laughs> this is.
3: <laughs> being called a worldwide premiere. What does that mean? A worldwide premiere. Well, um technically this show is the it'll be the largest launch of a scripted series ever. Meaning it's going to uh, air day and date in, uh, in 125 countries oh around the world at God. the same time, like wow. a mo- like a movie launch. Yeah, so wow. that
1: really is worldwide. Yeah,
3: so yeah. so usually you know shows will air in the states and then six weeks later or two months later or whatever they air wherever else, whatever right. other in you some know, countries, but in some countries whatever. So they
1: were as been into been. this twist as you guys were. I just yes. was, yeah, I yeah. Was yeah. Just totally. In, That's yeah. a twist.
4: Yeah. I was just in London for the um, global premiere and the press tour for the. Uh, global launch, which, which is Fox International Channels, and they said it's going to be available to 350 million households in 37 languages. Oh, wow. my God. On, on, the Thursday, day, the 14th, on the same day. At 9 o'clock. On the same day. On Or this Thursday, or however you Thursday,
0: want to say it. Thursday, May 14th. <laughs> Let's just say Thursday, May 14th. Um, <laughs> so,
1: wait
0: yeah. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So How did that give you the willies? It did. Yeah, it's a little
3: freaky. That's it's kind of crazy. insane. Yeah. That's,
0: That's a lot so of tweets. Cool. It's a lot of tweets. It's a lot of tweets. Yo soy. I don't know any other languages. <laughs> yeah, so I, can't, I can't bring that joke home. Um, why was this decision made? Did they look at the content of the show and say we think this, this is, is going to resonate awful. internationally? Yeah,
3: they said they looked at it and they said this is terrible. No. Let's put this on in <laughs> 300. <laughs> <No>. We're just going to get it over with. <laughs> We're just going to get it over. No, they, it's the twist. Oh. I Whatever
1: meant. happens in episode five, I'm telling you, they saw it and went. They'll tell. If we air well, in the yeah. United States, they'll tell the United I, Kingdom, and then the whole I thing
0: will be ruined. I makes sense. Yeah. I
3: think it's a couple of things, and Blake, I'm sure you have something to add, but I know that your books are already an international sensation. They've, they're have published in how many languages? The Wayward Pines books? In 30. 30 languages. Wow. So that's so one that accounts that's for, for a sizable
1: reason. number the 350 million families. Yeah,
3: and then we also have, you know, the, our cast, which is Matt Dillon, Terrence Howard, Melissa Leo, Unbelievable. Carla Gugino, Juliet Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, um, so it's a it's an amazing cast. Um, yeah, who have international stars. It's almost sounds like sounds a ten fantastic. episode feature. Yeah, it's like and it's now you have
0: uh, Terrence Howard with the energy of Empire. I mean, that
3: him. was lucky, right? Yeah, right. right? Wow, who crap. knew? God,
0: call on that, Could, although he's so great.
3: Anyway. He's phenomenal. He's so yeah. great. Yeah, we great. we had such a ball working with him.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, that's really cool. I love him. That's really cool. And yeah, that thing is just. Astonishing. Empire? I just
0: yeah, I oh, can't Oh, it's amazing. Away. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. So it's much fun. It. Yeah, it's, it's the nighttime soap for the new generation. Exactly. I call it. It, I call it
1: Trash Bernays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it laughs> That's so good. I put the baby in her. Um, <laughs> that was the hashtag
0: of the year. Blake, I got to ask you, okay, I keep asking you the wonky writer questions, but the, the so you go from, or the novelist questions, I should say, you go from... Writing in a coffee house to being in a room full of people fighting about what's next, which is how I imagine television to be. Even right. though I've never worked, and I know how the dinner party show is, and I imagine <laughs> we're a really small version we of will a TV probably, show. It just fighting feels like a total shit show, right? Yeah. yeah, we yeah. about exactly. what day it is. So, totally. So, um, what, what was it like for you? Did you adjust
4: immediately, or did it take some time? Or, well the craziest thing about going up to set is suddenly you're walking into these interior locations that. Up until this moment you'd only seen in your head. And right. then they've created Sheriff Pope's office right down to the little snow yeah. globe on his desk that was in the book <sighs> to the you know, the poster of Idaho on the wall. It's such fine detail. And that was the biggest thing for me, even more so than meeting these actors, was just seeing the level of care and thought that went into every little detail of bringing this world to life right yeah yeah. it's wow. like
1: mist like you you wrote the book and it became this other world no totally um yeah.
4: in terms of the collaboration i love that element of it it like being a writer and also working in film and tv it meets both parts of my personality the extrovert and the introvert so when i'm writing a novel you know it's you know this both of you guys do it's kind of a lonely quiet yes. solitary experience and sometimes you're like kind of wish there were other people around to yeah. talk to yeah yeah Then sometimes the side of your head. Yes.
1: That would be really helpful
4: sometimes. And then when you're on set or, you know, trying to break episodes and it's crazy and manic and sometimes you're like god it would be nice to be in my pajamas <laughs> <laughs> at home yeah. just me just tapping away on the computer <laughs> exactly. and exactly. eating
0: nutella and toast yeah oh, totally. Totally. It's you totally. could
4: have
1: just worn your pajamas to work i think that's what i would have done
0: i <laughs> think once you get to a certain level you can but otherwise or, you or you're just me <laughs> <laughs> you always come to work dressed up uh, you make me look underdressed all that, all that day. sort
4: of stuff so that that's really cool
0: so
1: overall you like you loved it. You had a ball. It's an it. amazing experience. Yeah.
4: It's what every writer dreams of. Yeah, it's and like it's
1: like a VR. It's like yeah. the what is it? The holodeck, right? You imagine something and
3: then it's and it's there. Just it really there. And yeah. you write
4: something in a script and they make it. It's yeah. the craziest thing.
3: Here's here's the crazy thing that people may not know is that in Blake's contract when we first you know were starting it was uh, he was gonna write an episode of the show. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like, okay, great. Like the guy. It'll was, be like, all pros. Yeah, like we're 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 really getting along. Like I love, I, yeah. you know, he's the greatest. But like, okay, he'll write this episode, and then I'll have to what's final it? draft. And then I'll yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And then he he wrote this episode and 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 sent it to me, and I was like, wait a second. It was amazing. It's oh, the fifth obviously. episode, by the way. Oh. Um, and uh, and I was so blown away, uh, you know that he knew how to do this, how to adapt his own material and how to use final draft. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was, it was amazing. And then, and then he wrote, uh, another episode and, and another episode. And we, we had, I was like, you want to keep doing these? Cause he totally knew how to do it. And, yeah. you know, and that's why we've also now, uh, done, you know, yeah, this no. abandoned together. We right. wrote the pilot of abandoned together. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. How was that? You actually wrote the, the single script together. Yeah, we did
1: like passed it back and forth or sit in the room together? or
3: What we did was we... I mean, it's our process now that we've sort of refined, uh, which is we d- do an outline together, you know, and then we basically write, like, we'll, we'll divide it up, and, I'll, you know, basically I start writing... I'll write, like, 10 pages or 12 pages, send them to Blake, and then he rewrites. He does whatever he wants to rewrite those 12 pages, then he writes another 12 pages, then sends it back to me, and then I'll do whatever I want to those 12 pages, and then... Right. Pretty soon we have a script.
4: So you're building on what the other one has written previously. Yeah, exactly. And by the time you get to the end, it's been edited and rewritten so much it's in a pretty good state. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. And it's based on an outline we'd obviously collaborate Right. You'd already started. So we get together for the outline. You knew where you were headed anyway. Exactly. I usually will come out to L.A. and we'll get together and write the outline and then go back to Colorado for the writing of the script. Mm -hmm.
0: It reminds me of that story you always tell, Eric, about The Talisman by Stephen King and Peter Strobe. (laughs) I love that story. They would literally go chapter by chapter. And so in his chapter, Peter Strobe had the hero go to bed with a man. And At then the just the handed the- it to Stephen At King. The end of the
1: chapter, and then they had sex together, and then handed it to Stephen King. And, <laughs> and Stephen
0: was like, well, it was an interesting experience, but they both decided to. it wasn't really who they were. And, and they would <laughs> never speak of it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. That's phenomenal. So, yeah. you know, you have the potential for things to go I'm always thinking about how things can go wrong. That's what my career is based <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Chad and Blake have a perfect working relationship, and here I am trying to blow it up on the dinner party show. <laughs> no. Cool. Okay, Thursday, May 14th, which is either this Thursday or next Thursday. We're, the jury's still out on that. Here it's the, the Thursday after the but next Thursday, whatever Thursday before the one is. after. Whatever Thursday it is, it's it coming will, on. It
1: will be in... the 14th. That we're clear on, and at 9 o'clock, and on Fox. Now, do you have anything new that you've written, or are you just all a TV guy
4: now? New books? I'm working on a new novel called Dark Matter, which... Will be out next year, which was a huge deal. You
0: were offered a lot of money for it, according to the trades, and it's a big, exciting, much hyped book that I am the waiting on for. His face. And I am very excited for it to there, hit the shelves.
3: Uh, and I've read the first two thirds of it,
0: and it's amazing.
3: And there was also oh, a preemptive
0: you. film offer on it. Is that correct? Yeah, we sold the film rights to Sony. Excellent, excellent. Well, you will be back to talk about that, and I'm sure you all will be back to answer 600 questions from our party people about the show once it airs and once they all go and download all of Blake's books, yes, which are for sale at the Dinner Party Feels. Show. you have
1: to come back and talk with the party people. You know, they'll want to know.
0: Thank you so much for coming. We want to tell our listeners that next Sunday, or this Sunday, the next Sunday, the next time the Dinner Party <laughs> Show is on the air, we will no, be talking. that's next Sunday. I don't, Sunday. I can't, I can't this get track of This, this is this Sunday, and that's next Sunday. Sunday. They're the changing. The it again, you're changing it again. No,
1: it's the same logic.
0: The point is that on Sunday, May 10th, which I'm just going to go by dates, everything's yeah. going to be a date now on the Dinner Party <laughs> Show. We will be talking about the Romantic Times Convention and hosting several authors from A Thousand and One Dark Nights for their interview that Christopher also writes. That Christopher, for. Christopher yes. also writes for, yes. But in the meantime, I want to thank our guests tonight. Blake Crouch and Chad Hodge, thank you for coming. Best Thanks, for guys. We're Wayward big fans Pines. of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So
1: Thursday, May 14th, 9 p.m., Fox, Wayward Pines. Worldwide premiere. Join the other 350 million people around the world and me. Absolutely. Don't call the house until 10. Don't call. And then call because I'll want to talk about
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to The Dinner Party Show.
1: Thanks.